0: I'm Deb Kuykendall. And I'm
1: Jacob Kuykendall.
0: I'm Karen Hernandez. And this is the Decades Podcast, a podcast where we watch two movies, one from a previous decade and one from the 2010s. And this season
2: we are covering horror movies.
1: I hope you enjoy the show.
2: Heck yeah, you'll enjoy the show. Karen Hernandez here.
1: Jacob Geigendahl. Deb Geigendahl. And I am Jacob's mom. Hello. I'm Jacob's girlfriend. Hi, mom. Hi, girlfriend. And Jacob's Jacob. That's me. <laughs> I'm nobody's mom or girlfriend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, this episode, we watched Cat People, which we just watched. We just finished watching it a few minutes ago. hmm And prior to that, we watched Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, one of the things... I wanted to start with was why initially last the last episode I said we were gonna watch under um, cat people with starry eyes and then I started looking at starry eyes and I was not so convinced that that was a good match so I started looking around for a more for different match for cat people Mm -hmm. mm-hmm we really don't have anything similar to it so I I looked at you know what is the most important aspect of cat people and it's probably the style of it there are some things that were Like the lighting and such. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, what's another stylistic, current-day movie that we could put these two together? The other thing is they both feature a female Mm -hmm. lead character. Mm -hmm. So that's why I picked Under the Skin, which is, there's a lot of style applied to that movie.
1: I thought... At least for the first chunk of Cat People, like, no, these movies have a lot in common. So
2: much in
0: common. They kind of
1: diverged a little bit, but when we get to it, I was like, no, actually, these two match up pretty good to me.
2: Yeah, I I really like the pairing of Under the Skin and Cat People because they address kind of the same issues. And, yeah, the stylistic choices that the director made are so there's a lot of parallels so yeah yeah
1: that made sense i don't know what starry eyes is about so i you know
2: starry eyes is about a, a woman who
0: wants to be a i'm gonna tell you yeah please. This is what I think. <laughs> yeah um starry Eyes is about a woman who wants to be an actress she wants to be a star okay and she has i i don't remember the latin word for it but she has that thing where you pull your hair out she has mm. that oh. disorder
1: hair yes. pulling. she
0: has the hair pulling disorder um she gets an audition and then she sort of Gets wrapped up in some demon worshipping, uh, <laughs> oh, su- you know, where like if she goes along with them, then she can get what she wants, okay. So that's the just well, that of it. sounds rad, but... and I can't remember why I picked it to go with Cat People. <laughs> cat People is about a woman who fears that she will turn into a cat if she becomes sexually aroused or mad or jealous or yeah. angry, and she meets a Young, all-American guy yeah. who, I guess, sweeps her off her feet. Mm-hmm. Sure. Her first friend that she meets in America. Oliver. And, uh, yeah, Oliver Reed. Um, his name is very easy for me to remember because there was an actor named Oliver Reed in the 70s, a English mm. uh, actor, who was in the movie Oliver as well.
3: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I, you know, I Oliver, Oliver, a, Oliver. I'm very bad with names,
0: <laughs> but I remember that character's name. She meets this man. Oh, she's drawing a panther in the zoo. Yes. She throws her papers on the ground. Mm-hmm. It's a meat cute, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sure. And he picks up her paper and throws it away and points to the do not litter sign. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Dude, he sets out their relationship uh, dynamic from the get-go. Yes. Her pushing yes. her around and being mean to her.
0: Yes. Uh, and they quickly get married. Well, we don't know how quick.
3: Yeah. it unclear.
0: When they meet, it's sunny outside. When they... Uh, he buys her a kitten at one point, mm-hmm. which doesn't go very well. It's raining, and then they get married. It's snowing. Okay. So some time passes. They get married, but she's af- immediately after they get married, she says, Well, I can't have sex with you because I'm afraid, so please be patient with me. Mm-hmm. And
1: he's like, No problem. This yes. won't be an issue.
0: And he's very patient with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, he's, he has a friend at his workplace, that he, Alice, that he has a very strong relationship with. She's in love with him. He obviously he, there's something weird going on
1: there with his character. Yeah,
0: I won't go into that. Let's finish this analysis. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think we all have uh, things to say
3: on that.
0: I, I Irena is the name of the woman who thinks she will turn into a panther. She is very jealous of Alice, his mm. friend. This causes a lot of tension. Decent. The movie ends with her actually turning into a panther and being killed by her psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that is the quick synopsis of Cat People. Yeah. Now we need a quick synopsis <laughs> of oh. Under the Skin. Okay, Which I could give one. Yeah, there's not a lot. That's a pretty simple story, actually.
1: It's very simple. The only thing that about Under the Skin is that there are. It's very abstract. It, you know, it uses imagery to get some things across. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure we all necessarily will have the same. Story. Yeah, I give it a shot. We
0: both do that. Though. Both movies do that.
2: Under the Skin is about uh, an extraterrestrial creature sent to Earth to um, seduce men in a female form. No, mm-hmm. not the men in a female form. <laughs> she is an extraterrestrial creature that is sent to Earth in a female form. Her goal is to seduce men, and I think harness. Something. She, she
1: juices them. Yeah, she
2: juices. She must suck the meat out of them. Yeah, they yeah. they turn all. She turns. Um, after she seduces all these men, uh, their their bodies are um turned into a meat slurry in this uh, yeah. pool where she, the seduction takes place. And the meat
0: goes somewhere that you don't really know where.
2: It is. Yeah, and yeah. I think the whole point of the story was, um, you know, she's sent there for a purpose, uh, but she throughout the course of the movie realizes what that purpose might be or just the problems with it she goes off um and and becomes divergent with that purpose um and tries to uh i don't know deny it i suppose because she
0: lets one of them go
2: yeah she lets one of them go because she realizes like what is this one of the problems of what her purpose is is that she's taking advantage of her beauty, I think. I think she
0: specifically it seems to me like she's specifically designed to look a certain way and mm-hmm. to be attractive to men so that she can get them into this mm-hmm. the yeah. red lipstick,
2: the fur coat, the teased hair. She um, tries
1: to be human.
2: She tries to uh yeah, she tries to not just be this um uh seductress and she tries to eat, she tries to fall in love, and, um, by the end of the movie, uh, I, by the end of the movie, she, I mean, she dies after being attacked in the forest by someone who sees that she's, you know, that she's attractive and wants to take advantage of that, and, um, and the movie ends with her, um, with her dying in a, in a, Plume of flames. Yeah, he lights her on fire.
0: A so, uh, attempts to rape her. In the in the attempt, he like rips her skin a little bit mm-hmm. and can see that she's not a human. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh then she says, you know, she pulls off a whole bunch of her skin. He comes back and douses her with kerosene or whatever yeah. and lights her on fire.
3: Yeah. And she yeah. and she burns to death
0: burns. in the yeah. And then the motorcyclist wow. we'll probably talk about later mm-hmm. yeah. uh, is overlooking the scene.
1: Yeah. Um I mean that that's that's basically the story it's very simple but there's a lot going on I think Yeah
2: there it's, is a lot going on and there, there's a lot of symbolism in under the skin which I think has that movie has in common with cat people too Yeah uh but it's there's just a lot that was a lot of the meaning and a lot of um the story is conveyed with visuals and with um I
0: Would say of the So this is our third
2: watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This Mm -hmm.
0: is probably the deepest watch that we've had. Right? Both movies have a lot of symbolism and style and uh, they're both very well made. The direction Mm -hmm. is...
1: These are our best movies by a big margin. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, And one of the things that makes that so amazing about Cat People is that we're still... It's still so far in the past for us that, that a lot of other movies made at that time, we I think we would have more difficulty seeing the qualitative um, aspects of them, but Mm -hmm. this movie—it was very easy to see. Everything was, all the acting was good, Mm -hmm. the dialogue was good. People said things that that um, engaged us, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. events occurred that were like, you know,
2: astonishing. We knew what to make of what was being shown of shown to us. Yes, in In fact,
0: when the uh, okay, so when Cat People came out, it got. the critics did not like it very much. It didn't get great reviews, Mm. but audiences loved it. The movie that it played just prior to Cat People was Citizen Kane. Mm. Citizen (laughs) Kane played for 12 weeks. Now, Citizen (laughs) Kane was not well-liked by the critics, either. People did not like Citizen Kane when it came out. But it played for 12 weeks. Cat People came out, and they were going to show it for one week. The um, studio, RKO, didn't have a lot of confidence in it because they don't show the monster very much, right? Mm -hmm. And so they were they were not so thrilled with the lack of horror in cat people. And mm-hmm. so they said, Okay, we'll show it for a week. Well it played for thirteen weeks because it was yes. extremely popular with audiences. And after a few weeks the critics went back and looked at it again and said, Oh well maybe we'll just <laughs> oops. You <laughs> may have been mistaken about <laughs> this. So yeah,
2: yeah. the critics didn't like it mainly because it didn't show enough of the
3: monster? Yeah, I think
0: it it oh. didn't, it didn't follow the normal patterns of a horror movie. And that was a very specific uh, choice on the part of the producer, Val Luton. Mm-hmm. He made... I need to tell you a little bit about the story of Val Luton. Yeah, please. So Val Luton, um, he had been working for, as the script editor for David O. Selznick at Selznick Pictures. I, I don't remember this That the name, name sounds of, familiar. Of, Selznick. The, of the studio, but it was Selznick something. Okay. Um, he was working as a script editor... He, uh, Selznick was some kind of a mean boss, mm-hmm. not the best man to work for, but uh, Val Lewton was pretty happy, I don't know if happy is the right word, but he was satisfied working there. Universal Studios had kind of stopped making horror movies for a while. They made Frankenstein, they made Dracula in about 1936 or so. The market started kind of dipping on horror movies, people weren't going to them anymore. So there was like a dead space. And then they released, for some reason, I don't know why, um, Frankenstein Dracula, and Dracula in a Double Bill. <laughs> this is in 1938, I think. And it was extremely popular again. So then they started whipping up, okay, we're going to make horror movies again, and they came out with The Wolfman. Um, RKO Pictures in the meanwhile, they had hired Orson Welles to do business for them. <laughs> and made, do some stuff. He made Citizen Kane and he made The Magnificent Ambersons, mm-hmm. and they were both flops. So they got rid of Orson Wells and they hired Val Luton okay. to be the head of their horror production company. They told him, you can't. You have to make your movies for under $150,000. We're going to give you the title of the movie. <laughs> I
1: love these that. These
0: are basically, they're B-movies, no money, hmm. here's the title, you know, do whatever.
1: Sharknado, get cracking. Yeah,
0: make some Sharknado. So the first title <laughs> they gave him was Cat People. <laughs> That was pretty, I think that was probably fortuitous because Val Luton was afraid of cats. He oh. had a fear of cats. He okay. did not like to be touched. And you may recognize some of those characteristics <laughs> in the main character of that mm-hmm. movie that we just watched. Yeah, sure. The other thing is that uh, he was a writer. So before he was working as a producer, he was a, he wrote some novels and he had a very popular novel called, um, No Bed of Her Own, which was about the depression. Hmm. That got made into a movie actually. No Man of Her Own, I think is the name of it. So he had been a writer, then he was a uh, script editor, now he's the producer of horror movies at RKO. He's not making a whole lot of money. Okay. Um, but he had some very specific ideas. He, they screened up, before they even started making Cat People, they screened a whole bunch of movies, and he made a whole bunch of decisions about what his movies were going to be like. Also, he had, I, I, what I meant to say was he <laughs> had written a story a long time before in, for a magazine called Weird Tales.
3: Oh, yeah. Called okay. The
0: Bagheeda which was about a woman from a village where they turn into cats, basically. I could not (laughs) get a hold of the story, so I couldn't read it. Yeah. But it has a very similar thing. So he gets handed this uh, story, Cat People. He puts together this team, and they worked on several movies together. I just watched I Walked With a Zombie, which I think was even better than Cat People, actually. They're a really good movie. Uh, It was the second one after Cat People. But he has Mm -hmm. this group of people. He's got Jacques Turner as the director. He's got Nicholas... Ugh. I have a hard time remembering his name because it's he's Italian. Nicholas Musaraka. He's the guy that did all the the cinematography for those movies. Anyway, he's <laughs> one of the things that he did different than some of the other horror movies. It's all kind of innuendo yeah. and suspense, which was new.
1: Yeah, that's not Frankenstein. It's not mm-hmm. Frankenstein. a lot of Frankenstein and Frankenstein.
0: Yes. And the other thing was, he wanted it to be like real people, so all the people had jobs and you saw them at their jobs.
1: Hmm. Okay. So, okay. I have some questions on that. Can <laughs> <All right. laughs> we we'll get around to that? Um,
0: anyway, so, I mean, he was a real driving force behind why that movie looks the way that it does.
1: So I took a bunch of notes as we were going. I'll, I'll jump in with the thing that I thought was oh, most wait, interesting.
0: Wait, wait, wait. One little <laughs> trivia one little thing I've got to say. Hear it. So Boris Karloff, who played Frankenstein. Yeah. He played Frankenstein for three movies and this is from a it's from a an interview with Boris Karloff from nineteen forty six. So four years after Cat People. Okay. Mr. Karloff has great love and respect for Mr. Luton as the man who rescued him from the living dead and restored him, so to speak, <laughs> his soul. That
1: that's awesome. Because
0: he was hired by Luton and made probably some of his best movies when Val Luton was the producer of horror movies at RKL.
1: Let me let me tee you up first, because this is actually not the first thing I thought But I'm looking at my notes. Uh, they do some drop some quotes in Cat People at the beginning, <laughs> of the yes. end, and you wanted us to remind you. Mostly mm-hmm. the
0: one at the beginning. So the one at the beginning it, uh, is attributed to...
1: Dr. Lewis something. Judd.
0: Dr. Lewis Judd. I wish we had... What? It's attributed to the psychiatrist that's in the movie.
1: Oh, really? Yes. That's weird. Okay.
0: It was almost certainly written by Val Lewton, that quote. Okay. it was attributed to the psychiatrist... Who is a character in the film. Yeah. The yeah. I, I just thought that was interesting that the first quote at the beginning, which you guys really liked when you read it, yeah. Is actually attributed to one of the characters in the
1: movie. It did not know But he that. never
2: said it in the movie,
1: did no. he? I don't think no, so. I assume it's just
0: it's this... from a
2: book he wrote or something. That's so funny. I wanna look up that quote now.
1: Let me let me tee up this my first thought on this and then see what you guys think. In Cat People, everyone is really terrible. Every yeah. Their personalities, they are think, really awful I, I people. Think I think
0: Irena is the least terrible. Yes, mm-hmm. Irena the is the terrible. least terrible. She's even the monster.
1: The thing that I, and this is a thing Cat People has in common with the other old movies we've watched, with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and Frankenstein, where particularly the male characters just treat all the women like garbage, like consistently, consistently. and the thing I realized while watching this, I mean, and under the skin, the male characters generally treat uh, Scarlett Johansson-like garbage for the most part. I
0: didn't feel like they had any character.
1: Some of them did, but the, th- <laughs> the the thought that I'm having is like, if you were to make this movie today and you had the characters act the same way, it would be probably cartoony, but it was also part of what made this movie really interesting to watch is because some of the characters and what happens aren't... It's not that interesting, but it was very interesting to watch because everybody is... Really mean to Arena in basically every scene across the board, and it makes it like, wow, she's really going through some stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. It makes her more uh, a more pitiable character because her boyfriend and her husband are, um, minimizes her problems and tells her, yeah. like, yeah, treats just, her as a child. Yeah, and
0: totally, It's like, no, it's fine. You'll mm-hmm. be fine. Very Everything dismissive. That you believe is not true, so it's fine.
2: Yeah. Meanwhile, let me act out all of the things that you're worried about, and continue to tell you that you shouldn't be worried about
3: them. And then... Well,
0: and he obviously—I mean, from a psychological standpoint, he's a man who meets a woman in the park. He's obviously attracted to her purely on her looks, right? Because there's mm-hmm. nothing going I guess
3: on. guess so with her. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and then they never kiss, mm-hmm. and they, mm-hmm. they state that it's not like they never kiss in the movie. They never kiss in their relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's like, I they don't want to. get married. Mm-hmm. They yes. still have never kissed. And on their wedding night, she says, I don't think I can have sex with you. Mm-hmm. And he's okay with that. So that's a, that's a yeah. pretty deep problem.
2: Their yeah. relationship dynamic is so troubling to me where they don't discuss their problems. They don't yeah. talk about what's wrong. They promise never to quarrel. And so he just, <laughs> yeah. every time tensions arise because of this weird relationship that they have, he just leaves, and she stews, and it's just this weird...
0: Well, they can't quarrel, because she'll turn into a cat. Oh, no, she won't. He doesn't yeah, actually believe that. He doesn't
1: that. believe that. And then... And then he goes along with it. And then he hooks up with another lady and divorces her and plans to marry her, and it's just like, well, that's what's going to happen, I guess. Sorry, well, like Ray So
0: you were just saying, he doesn't talk with his wife. He and his wife don't
2: talk, mm-hmm. but he's... He spills all the beans to Alice who
0: and
1: Doctor Judd.
2: She, Alice, describes herself. I love this quote. She describes herself as the the new type of other woman. Um, who's yeah, just, yikes! I don't know. Supportive? Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Just so she describes herself as that after Oliver calls her "swell" uh, <laughs> for understanding his problems. Jeez. The- yeah, Alice is. Uh, when we were watching this movie, Deb said that Alice is conniving, and I agree. Oh yeah. Well, um, there's
0: a scene where he tells her he's unhappy, and she starts to cry. And, he's and like, and it's the it's the scene where she confesses <laughs> she's in love with him. Yeah. yeah, she cries and says, I can't stand it when you have pain. Because I love you. Oh, yes. that
1: seems crazy. Because Oliver's like, I've never been unhappy before in my life. Oh, yeah, that is- and yes. Alice is like, oh,
2: no. <laughs> yes, Oliver has lived a wonderful life of privilege, according seems to this like. movie, where his childhood was great. He never had a care in the world. He's got a perfect job, great co-workers. And he and married this terrible woman. This terrible yeah. woman who comes from a With different problems. country. <laughs> just like, I wish that she could just leave her other country's problems behind and be an American like me. <laughs> yeah, um, It's just so... Uh, he's he's very dismissive and um, and closed-minded, I would say.
1: So the, the thing that I realized while I was watching this is, number one, that is a... Dynamic that has been true of all the old movies we've watched up to this point. I imagine at some point we'll hopefully maybe see some movies like yeah. around the '60s or '70s yeah, that are a little right. better.
0: Um, so, like in, in Doctor Jekyll and mm-hmm. Mister Hyde, he was neglectful.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Very, well, and also uh, when he's Mister Hyde, he's very abusive mm-hmm. um, to, women. to the other mm-hmm. women. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Then we have uh, Frankenstein. His he Frankenstein who. Is
2: also neglectful. When he's there, he's yeah. okay. He leaves
0: Although his...
1: he locks her in the room when she's upset.
2: Well he the he had stolen, you know, his, his fiance or whatever. Um, he had left her behind to go have to his laboratory whatever. in the mountains right. or something, and so that's when she got worried and she's like, Hey, help me figure and, out what's wrong and with And the this other man, man <laughs> in
0: her life is trying to seduce her. Yes. Right? Yes.
2: So these be- I think it, it has a lot to do with the fact that these movies are made in the nineteen
1: 30s, See, 40s. I'm it's... not so sure. That was the question I yeah. had is watching this, I'm like, these guys are really terrible. And as a 2016er, I'm looking at these going like, well, obviously it was a different time. But I actually don't know that.
2: Yeah,
0: because... I don't think that's true of Cat People, actually. I think, I think for Cat People, at a minimum, we are meant to understand that that character, Oliver Reed...
1: Are we? Is I was so great. hard to tell...
2: It, I think it's hard to tell because we still see that kind of thing today in the year 2016 yes. where, um, oftentimes, uh, genuine concerns and, and real issues that women present to, uh, men are often dismissed and seen and seen as nothing. Not a problem at all, sweetie. Yeah. So it's, it's hard because you, you don't know if that's the, a sign of the times oh, that men well, are. Well,
0: here's, here's a little piece of information that might help. Val Luton, who, again, I'm, coming, I'm going to come back to him. He was raised by his mother and his aunt. His, he didn't really even know his father. Hmm. He was raised by a very strong female, char- uh, female character. <laughs> Actual
3: <laughs> human <laughs> ladies. Actual <laughs> human <laughs> ladies. Yes. And
0: his mother married a cad who abandoned them, before, and he really, really never even knew his father's name. Hmm. Then they moved to Berlin, and then they moved to America on the advice of his aunt, who was an actress. Um, which is kind of how he all And his mother also was like one of the first,
3: uh, I don't remember what she did, but
0: she was like one, of the, she worked in Hollywood as well, and she was one of the first women to work in the Are you going to tell that she
1: us in. that she, they're related to Mary Shelley? Is this they're where this okay. is all going? No, actually,
0: <laughs> they're from uh, Yalta, Ukraine. Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: so here's a thought that I also had on that topic. Well, no,
0: the, the reason yeah, I brought that up was, it, is that I think they're probably, I think from that perspective, Assuming he's a man who was raised by strong women, that maybe the fact that that man that that this character married was such a creep <laughs> such might have been intentional.
2: Yeah, that 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 hint that real life um aspect does help because if he if he had been raised by these women who and there was no real like male presence in his life, he had this idea that women do voice their opinions and they do matter, and here's this. Villain. One of the villains in this movie happens to be this um, this man who just is.
0: To some extent, Alice is the one I think is the worst villain in this mm-hmm. movie because she's undermining
1: every other person's
0: mm-hmm. marriage unintentionally. I think
1: Doctor Judd's the worst. Well, character. okay, Doctor Judd is
0: evil. the most villainous.
1: So here's here's what I wanted to. I was thinking about so both Cat People and Under the Skin are both directed and written by men, and. Cat People, I think, is maybe the first movie we've watched where almost all the main characters are women, and all the side characters are women. Dr. Judd and Oliver are men, but all the incidental characters are women across the board. Doct- uh, the coffee shop lady, mm-hmm. the cleaner... And they all
2: had their own lines, too, and their own kind of, like, background and personality.
1: You know, yeah. the only
2: people in that movie that seemed comfortable,
0: cat people, mm-hmm. the yeah. only people that were comfortable were the working people. Like, yeah, the they Avengers. were actually... They seemed at ease with themselves uh the, the cleaner lady was somewhat comical but she also she seemed like she was perfectly happy with yeah. what she was doing uh the the people who were messed up were the main characters
2: yeah and the people in the working class jobs the women um the lady who was a waitress and the woman who was a cleaner in the building they their jobs looked pretty accurate to what they actually were like yeah that that is how a waitress <laughs> would wait a table and this is how a cleaning woman would clean but the other jobs in the movie Irina, I, Irena's Irina's job was you know a sketch yeah, artist it's unclear to yeah. say yeah i'm not that sure was... um, the other people in their office jobs like they go to work at 10 p.m. at night i'm not sure <laughs> Irina yeah, who knows uh, Irena works from home i think maybe, and maybe just yeah. Sketches, random drawings, i not sure. <laughs> One of the things
0: that I read about that movie was, that I wouldn't have noticed just from watching the movie, was that Irena was the only person who actually had a residence. Yes. Yep. Uh, her husband moves in with her. We don't mm-hmm. know where he came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alice Almost. lives in a hotel.
3: Does she? Is that...
0: Yes, Mention? that's what. Yeah, she goes to the hotel and she goes swimming. That's oh, her. That's mm-hmm. her place. Residence.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I did not. I didn't understand that that was her home.
0: And I'm not sure if we ever learn where the psychiatrist lives. I mean, she he has an he office. Yeah. Yeah. So Irène is the only one who actually has a location where her yes. living takes place.
2: When Oliver first enters, he says, "Well, I've always wondered what's behind these brownstones, like <laughs> as if he's." I don't know.
1: <laughs> he's a grifter, isn't he? i not sure.
2: <laughs> I want to talk about Dr. Judd. Is that his oh, name? Yeah. yeah. So he begins to see the Irena at Judd. the advice of Alice. The one. very
0: first time we see him, we see him from behind, and he's just a dark shadow mm-hmm. moving over her, mm-hmm. and she's obviously, you know, she's hypnotized, so mm-hmm. she, he's totally manipulating her, even he from is, the very moment he sees He's
1: him. at their wedding, I, I think, he, earlier. He talks
2: though. to Alice. I thought
1: he was uh oliver's dad but i, I think he later was
2: alice's wife oh i but, didn't notice him but he also me.
1: says something really mean and i can't remember what it is but he's like oh yeah they haven't uh consummated you know they have they haven't been able to embrace yet you know uh there's she's, problems yeah he's like they just doomed, mean, he, essentially yeah, yeah he's there at the wedding like i think he's talking to alice he must and he's kind of talks
2: friend yeah, yeah he's
1: talking them down at the wedding
2: Alice says, oh, I'm sure it's fine. Whatever. It's a very bad psychiatrist. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Yes. Judd essentially says, well, you've got problems because you've got daddy issues. You've never had a father. Yes. So let me help you. Um, and then
1: <laughs> this let me is hypnotize when, you. This is
2: when the seduction of Irena begins, I think. like, she, But it's not a seduction because she's not into it at No, all. she's no. not. And she states clearly that she doesn't want him to kiss her. Um, but, yeah. you know, and... In true jerk fashion, mm-hmm. he accepts that as a challenge to overcome <laughs> yeah. rather than to understand that that's not what she wants. But the
0: actor who played that part, he was awesome.
2: Oh, yeah. He, he was, was perfect for that role. When he
0: yeah. did that, he did, it wasn't dialogue. It was just his expression mm-hmm. where she mm-hmm. won't kiss him. You can see he's unhappy with that. Mm-hmm. Then he turns and you can see that he... It's going to
3: happen. He's like, oh, fine. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, whatever. I'll see you next time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. next
2: time. I'll take care of this. Yes. Dr. Judd is no good.
1: Cat People had mostly female characters. Mm -hmm. Under the Skin has basically no female characters aside from Scott. Yeah, there were some really
2: interesting things
0: in that movie. Uh, Mm
1: -hmm. One thing I wanted to point out, just because it's kind of apropos to nothing, this is the Cat People, I think, is basically the first old movie where a person of color has any lines. Mm Mm-hmm. She doesn't the do waitress. much. The waitress, she actually talks yeah, and is true. there,
2: and they talk back to her.
1: Yeah, they talk to her, and that is the the high watermark by which these older movies can be judged, I suppose. Well,
0: but we aren't watching the full spectrum. Right? No, we're not we're only watching one per decade as selected by me. Mm-hmm. Right, Although but I, I will say that is probably true.
1: Yeah, but I was like, okay, we've made it to the decade where there can be a person of color in this movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I suspect the later movies will probably get better.
0: Yeah, and. The- no, well, we not better. I'm gonna do air quotes. We would see more black people, but we mm-hmm. would not like it.
1: No, right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> no, sure. we would, absolutely not. Sure. We
0: would be uncomfortable. This she was perfectly fine. She mm-hmm. she just served them some coffee. There was no
1: They were nice to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um But I was like I noticed, I was like, Oh, okay. We've made it to the next <laughs> decade. Um there were
0: no people of color in under the skin. Well,
3: um, no, no they, I guess not. There yeah, were a lot of
0: Scottish people. Yeah. It so <laughs> took place in Scotland. <laughs> so which, it's
2: probably accurate to mm-hmm, Scotland
3: probably. Yeah.
2: We might have not, uh, for us to watch this movie, maybe we might not have noticed all the different dialects and all the different types right. of Scottish accents that
0: there I were. I have a lot I want to say about sound in that movie. In, so, under,
3: under
1: the, oh state, man, the, the music and the bombs. sound is amazing.
0: So perfect. Not just the music. So every time that there is a crowd of people, it's completely unintelligible. You never hear a single word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's in Scotland. So even when people are speaking to her, you mostly can't understand what they're saying. And I feel like that was a deliberate act. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: I think we should start talking about Out of the Skin because there's so yeah. much to unpack in yeah. Let's
0: talk yeah. about the same... Uh, what we should talk about. So we've talked about the characters yeah. in... Uh, <laughs> cat people. Yeah. We should talk about the characters. There aren't a lot of characters to talk no. about. Let's no, there talk are about that. There's really only one.
1: In yeah. in under the skin. There's
0: one and a half. Yeah, minus. I would say one and a half.
1: Yeah, I think there's well, I think there's two male characters that have some.
0: Oh yeah, stuff. there's the yeah. one sure. guy.
1: There's the guy and, with the, the physical deformity. There's oh, I her was boyfriend. I
0: was thinking of.
1: And there's, there's the, motorcycle the guy. There's, yeah, and cycle. then there's the rapist. Yeah.
0: So there's four guys. <laughs> yes. The motorcycle guy. Just Pink so a lot of those, A lot of the men in that movie were not actors.
3: Okay.
1: They just. That's easy to believe.
3: Hired
0: people off the street, I guess. Mm-hmm. The guy riding the motorcycle is a well-known motorcycle guy. Okay. They, and they hired him because they needed somebody who could ride a motorcycle really them. fast. So he's not an actor. Okay. But, uh, he's a motorcycle. He had guy. no lines. People probably would recognize if they followed
1: that. There's multiple motorcycle guys in one scene too, which I thought yeah, was really I saw interesting. That too, mm-hmm.
0: which was surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I had one question about that movie. It starts with a motorcycle guy riding out to some place, picking up a body, and taking it back to somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then there's...
2: That's not how it starts at all.
1: No, that (laughs) starts with an eye being created, and she's practicing her language. And you notice something really interesting about that. I did
2: notice the first first word she ever says fully is no. And I think that kind of sets the tone for what this movie is
1: about or it definitely it, it, it's, yeah it's it, it a thread of, right it's
2: foreshadowing it's also
0: the fact that, that it had all that language stuff at the beginning also sort of sets the the foundation for all of the fact that the sound that she that you don't hear people speaking they, they make a bunch of noise but yeah. it's all so muffled you can't understand it but she has language mm-hmm.
1: yeah and she and to be honest one thing so karen and i watched this movie right when it approximately when it came out, like when it first came out on demand, and we watched it a second time
3: for for this,
1: this. her dialogue with in almost every scene is along the lines of, oh, you're out here. Oh, that's interesting. Do you want to come back to my place? Like, she has almost no content to her. She she doesn't even seem like she understands language for a big chunk of the movie. Oh, and I
0: thought Scarlett Johansson was perfect. Oh, she's amazing in that. Because one of my complaints about her is that she's so... Her face she doesn't have a lot of expression she's not yeah. an expressive actress um, and this part really called for that like, yeah. she would be just blank mm-hmm. and then when she was charming people she would be charming but as soon as it, she didn't need to be doing that anymore mm-hmm. she would just be blank again mm-hmm. yeah
2: I thought that she really played the part of something that was programmed for a specific purpose yeah. like, that she was the perfect actress for it for sure we're,
0: we're recording this a week after the previous episode. Yeah. And that's not long enough for me, because I sometimes... <laughs> you do, do a lot of prep work. And I have a full-time job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had had time, I would have read the book, although I'm not sure that it would have made... Oh, did you know it was based on a book? I, I saw did. that in the <laughs> credits,
1: but I was like, wow, I have yes, no idea what's going on there.
0: Um, And I would have read it, except having read the synopsis, I'm not sure that it would have made a lot of difference. Okay. The book sounds mm-hmm. very different from what this director created. The book is uh, more satirical. It's oh, that doesn't sound like this movie at all. um, I'm going to say American Psycho, just based taken that I have not read the book. Right. But what it described was basically the character. uh, She works for a corporation. Oh, weird. Human flesh is a delicacy, so her job is to. uh, And they basically think of Earth as a farm, right? So they she collects.
1: That sounds like a totally different story.
0: Right. It sounded very different.
1: Um, Although I guess American Psycho the book and American Psycho the movie are also wildly different in terms of tone. So and-
0: I haven't read the book, so maybe I'm comparing it to the movie. <laughs> yeah, so that's maybe, interesting. Maybe this book is more like the movie American Psycho, which has a lot of corporate s- yeah. stuff and is somewhat satirical. Um, this movie was not satirical at all. No. Um, I also wanted to talk a little bit about the music. Yeah. So, so the music okay. for Under the Skin was written by Micah Levy? Or Levi? I don't hmm. know who that is. Hmm. She's English. She's 28. Oh, wow. Um, she, uh, I guess her band is hmm. called Pikachu.
3: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> and
0: I, I, now I can't remember how she was introduced, how the director got introduced to her music, but basically he would describe to her, this is what I read, uh, he would describe to her, well, make a sound that sounds like the feeling of uh, you don't have a good Dread. Example. Yeah, the feeling <laughs> yeah. of dread. And then she would write music to express that emotion. I mean,
1: she, that this movie would not work without the soundtrack because it is yeah. harrowing.
3: Yes. Right? And
0: one of the things that I, compared, that I thought would compare between these two movies, and I think it does, is that Cat People is probably the first old movie we've watched where the music, you didn't notice it, right? It wasn't, yeah. it was part of the movie, right? You yeah, know, I heard violins. You That's... could tell when there was silences, Mm-hmm. and you could tell there was music but the music was just part of the scene it didn't it didn't jolt you out of it yeah with um under the skin the music enhanced mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. but there were also periods of silence where there
1: was no music so it
0: was
2: used um very carefully i would say so i would say that the music in under the skin was helpful and enhanced the, like, visceral the tension, emotions. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So the parts where the music wasn't there, it was like, well, we're moving the plot along. Um, but the parts where the music was in the scene was, you know, something big is happening, and you're, you're going to feel that swell, and you're going to feel this nervousness, and it just... Um... That's interesting, because I think it was the opposite in Cat People. In that scene where she's walking...
0: On the transverse? She's heading, yeah. heading to the
1: trans yeah.
0: Um she's walking and she can hear on the steps behind mm-hmm. her and it's very tense. There's no music at all in yeah. that scene.
2: The music in cat people was like filler, but the music in under the skin was like here's this big moment, like you're gonna feel it because of this music too. So I don't think <laughs> well, Lucy. sorry i thought the music in in cat people was filler i don't know it, it like you hear some general like string instruments
3: oh, i don't so know no composer. i
1: think i would agree with karen because i don't remember i remember the scenes without music as being extra scary yeah but the scenes with music i remember there were some violins playing it's it's like yeah. modern i just think orchestral. the music
0: was more integrated into the yes. team sure so mm. you didn't notice it but it oh you're right <laughs> yeah, was basically encouraged to use already composed music. He chose not to do that. He had uh, the studio composer, against the advice of the studio, compose music for this. The oh. studio composer composed seven themes for this piece, uh, including the lullaby that she sings. So any music that you did hear was composed specifically for that movie. Oh,
2: what about the Zookeeper's song? Yeah. Oh yeah, else? he sings a whole song. Yes, and nothing it's to very do. Apropos to the movie, too. Yeah, stray um, while I, while I was courting because I had nothing else to do. Yes, because I mean he's he's not doing this lady who
1: he's courting, so he's straying. <laughs> yeah. so he's straying
0: without. Yeah, uh, but I think that the music was important. It's just that I think that we are.
1: It's we, it's important in like a classical right
0: in the normal way. way. That, right, it's nothing extraordinary to us because we we're. We are accustomed to movie music mm-hmm. doing its thing, and it did its thing, and it just did it. You don't notice the music normally in movies.
1: So, in Under the Skin,
0: <laughs> and under the skin, you notice the music. I
1: was I was gonna say from watching this a second time, the first ten minutes where the it's it's abstract, but it's you're basically seeing an eye being built, and she's practicing her language, and the music there is so scary and overwhelming. And then the other part is where you finally see what happens to the guys she seduces. There's no music and almost no sound yeah. whatsoever. And it's so unpleasant when you finally hear a noise. It's
0: really amazing what they did, though. So, I don't know how they did
1: it. No, I don't know either. It's scene cool. where
0: she walks, she's seducing these men. She takes them to a, a location.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A black...
3: Yeah, Which is a void. Black.
2: Yeah, it's a black void.
1: With I want a to shiny, talk about that
3: too. Yeah.
2: floor. We don't know if it's really truly a black void or if that's how it's interpreted.
1: Yeah. No, we don't. Yeah. Although there is but, at least part of it that must be how it is cuz they sink through yeah, that floor. Yeah, they sink
2: through the floor. So
1: go
0: So ahead, she Sonic. she is leading them into what I assume they think is a room. Mhm.
1: It's hard to tell.
0: Uh and they're they must be mesmerized mm-hmm. somehow and mm-hmm. they're following her and they're taking their clothes off. Yeah. And she's sort of taking her clothes off. She's slowly off taking and, her clothes and off and walking away from them. Mm-hmm. And as she walks across this shiny surface, they sink into it, and they don't—they see, seem to be oblivious
1: to. it. And you see a couple of men do this before they show what happens to the men after they sink through the floor.
0: Yeah, and what they show is
1: horrifying. Yes. When they do show that So in the scene where the guy, where you finally see what happens, the a guy sinks through the floor, and then you see his point of view, he's under the floor, and he watches her basically walk away. And then
2: he sees a previous victim and his own uh, his own demise in this other previous victim. they don't seem scared.
1: He seems a little scared. But I was going to say, that previous victim, I couldn't tell. Was that the first guy that she seduces? I thought it might I, be. He's a I little forget. bit...
0: He's a bit gooshy. Yes. yeah. And <laughs> but
1: then it's. He's still alive, but he's gooshy. Yeah, it's almost silent, and then you hear this, like, pop noise, and he just deflates, all and it's of, so horrible. All
2: of his muscles and just viscera, I don't know, whatever, gets yeah. sucked
1: out of his skin. It's like a sluice of, like, just goo and yeah. stuff shooting down. So
2: I think the music and under the skin, like, it was. It it builds up, builds up, builds up to this point, and then silence, and then you know you're supposed to wait for the next note, oh, and the next horrible. note is just that wait is so dread dreadful, and then something happens, you're like, oh, like that pop, that noise,
1: yeah. that.
0: Well, I mean, the music in Under the Skin was extraordinary.
1: Yeah, it was so, so beautiful. It was not like
0: music from other even any other movies.
1: Yeah, I think it would be not a good movie without the music the mm-hmm. way it is. Like, I don't know if it would be worth watching almost. It's such a big difference. This
2: movie was, was like, um, like an art piece. There were, there was this visual, abstract image that went together with this wordless music that just conveys this emotion that's going along with the scene, the Mm -hmm. visual. It's, it's, um, it's like a music video for,
0: Oh, that's interesting, because the director directed a lot of
1: music
2: videos.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: And, yeah, I mean, like, this, the... You can
1: you can feel that, I think. Yeah,
2: you can feel that, that style in this movie.
1: So let me give you something I thought about when we watched Under the Skin. So I was thinking about the scenes where she takes these guys into the black room, and they sink into the floor, and I was kind of like, what is the symbolism here? I had a theory that I did not really like, and it doesn't match with the end of the movie, but I also was like, well... So here, here's my thought. She's seducing these men, uh, takes them back to her place, and she's killing them. In the first half of the movie where she's doing that, she is this beautiful, seductive lady who, provo- who basically doesn't say a whole lot of anything. She takes these men back to her lair, and she literally drags them down and takes them for all they're worth. Like there was a part of this when I was watching it a second time where it's like there's this sort of misogynistic like gold digger
0: Oh, it is Mm -hmm. totally a misogynistic movie. Mm -hmm. I mean the whole premise is you just put down this woman, make her look a certain way, make her behave a certain way, and then people will will flock to her.
3: Mm -hmm. And as
2: soon as she realizes her autonomy and something more to what being a woman is, she gets
1: raped, she gets attacked, and she gets murdered. And there were parts of this where I was like, "There's an attitude there towards her and her actions in the first half of this movie that doesn't really match up with the second half." Where I was like, "This is actually kind of a very negative depiction of women up till a point." I think potentially
0: actually you could you could totally twist that around and say it's a negative depiction of men. Oh, it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But
1: the the thing that surprised me the second time is I figured, okay, this is a very like kind of feminist movie.
0: She's not a woman. That's the first thing. So if yeah, I'm I guess that's misogynistic. She yeah. is not a woman. Her whole purpose is to behave like what a man wants a woman and, to be, like. and
1: she is under the control and direction of a male figure, yeah. whatever he is. So
2: as soon as she strays from there's a program in a movie in the movie where uh, she
0: goes into a house. It is. It seems to be a different house, yeah. and the motorcycle guy is behind her, and he's exam- He's clearly examining her, and mm-hmm. then he goes to her side. Then he goes to her front. Then mm-hmm. he goes to the other side. Mm-hmm. And I felt like... Okay, so first question. The body at the beginning, was that Scarlett Johansson that she was taking the clothes off of?
1: I don't think so. No. I think it was. I also want to point out that body that's alive is alive. That body that in the beginning is alive.
0: Oh, yeah, she is alive. She's, She's
1: crying. Alive. You so, just can't say anything, right, which I thought was weird.
0: I think it's the same body. I think it's the same human form that they put on because it's very attractive to men. I think it's just,
2: a, it's just like a copy. And then when that one wears out, they get a new one. That's what I thought too. So exactly. So when I watched this movie the first time and the second time, I thought it was just some like general female robot that you know they they put her on on Earth first, and then she wore out the
1: motors.
0: By if I wore out, I think. She came, she started to develop self
2: awareness. Mm-hmm.
1: That's when they
2: wear out.
0: Yeah. I, so, I wonder
1: if maybe she's murdered.
2: So then Jacob said, Well, no, it's a different it's a it's a different Yeah, woman. I thought that was a different woman. Um she's well that woman in the first scene that Scarlett Johansson replaces has like straight long straight hair. Um so I thought, oh, I don't know, what is this? Yeah. In- But I thought that she was a, she was just another creature like Scarlett Johansson's character was. I thought that she was, you know, just another. And the other reason Uh. I thought that
0: was true is that because when he's doing, when the motorcycle guy is doing that, I feel like he's looking to see if she's, if she is starting to transform into a self-aware.
2: Right. Being. Mm. And when that happens, then they're kind of ruined and they have to get a new one. Mm -hmm. And does he examine her right after she lets the disfigured man go no. before that.
1: Because as soon as she lets that disfigured man go, motorcycle guy meets with the other motorcycle guys, starts chasing her down, runs and she them. runs for it. Like she knows right. immediately something's wrong, and goes goes. That away. is the
0: point where she abandons the van and just wanders off indoors.
1: And the defor- disfigured man is caught and murdered, murdered right. like instantly by that motorcycle mm-hmm. guy.
2: I think something that under the skin and cat people had in common was this idea of like a true nature and Either confronting it or denying it or the the female lead character moving from like confronting it to denying it or exploring it Mm -hmm. in some way like this this idea of what like this true nature of what Womanhood is like Scarlett Johansson's true nature in this movie was she was put there on a purpose to seduce men But then she confronts that. She says, is that my purpose? She sees this disfigured man, and she starts to question what her purpose is. In cat people, the woman is like, oh, my true nature is I'm one of these cat people, and I want to deny it because I'm afraid of it hurting the people I love. And then she starts not denying it when the people that she loves treats her (laughs) like crap. (laughs) Well, both women are essentially trapped. There's nothing they can do. Mm -hmm. So one
0: of them's not a human being. So although she's getting self awareness, there's nothing she can do about it. She can't eat the cake. No, nope. no. She can't have sex. She can't fall in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Female parts. Hmm. Uh, Irena, she can't actually have sex or whatever. No. Because she will turn she's into a cat hold out. and she will murder you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're both completely trapped by their femininity.
1: At the beginning of Cat People, like the first half an hour before you basically before you find out that oliver is just just a really awful guy all across the board i actually thought these movies were like well arena has met this guy but she's telling him i i can't have sex with you you've got to be patient and i thought that was exactly in parallel with under the skin where she meets that guy she actually likes and she's basically telling him they're both kind of like having this very uh sort of conservative courtship because neither of them are like well if we if we have sex then bad things are going to happen and i was like oh these two move like for a big chunk of this i thought they were the same and i actually expected in cat people that it was going to be well she's going to kill oliver and she's a under the skin type character cuz that's kind of where this is going and then they diverge but there's a big chunk there where i was like these are very similar movies
3: yeah
0: in that relationship that she had with the man who um who finds her after she tries to eat the cake yeah if she runs very away strange. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did, she never, did she say anything to him? Did they speak at all?
3: I don't know. If they
2: did, it was barely a word. We were yeah. supposed to see that, you know, he's this guy that wants to have a relationship with her, and he's carrying her over a puddle, gives her his coat. And she's kind of trying. He's still kind of yeah. suspicious. He's yeah, suspicious, he for is. sure. He, he picks up a woman on who the bus. never speaks. hmm
0: uh, He thinks she's in trouble, and then eventually he tries to have sex with her, but Yeah, it
2: doesn't work out.
1: No.
2: Yeah. I think he's supposed to... Sh- like, his character I thought was kind of sketchy, too, but...
1: Less sketchy in a world of very sketchy... Yeah, at least bad. he didn't try
2: to, like, have sex with her right off the bat, and this is our definition of what <laughs> what's not sketchy to a woman these days yeah. in the year 2016, so... Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah, he well he waited to be invited. Yes. Yes. He did wait and to be invited.
1: It was consensual, it, it appeared at least. Right. Although that Yeah, was there's some limitations on well.
0: that's where she discovers she's non functional, basically. Yeah. She can't eat the cake. She tries to eat a piece of chocolate cake. She can't. I don't for whatever reason she has to spit it out. She probably mm. doesn't have any tubing. Yeah. yeah, there's probably no tubes there. Yeah. And then she tries to have sex in the same thing. There's she can't. nothing there. Mhm.
1: Yeah. I I really like Under the Skin, and there's a lot to dig in. One wow. thing I wanted to okay, point there, out.
0: There's a scene that I really want to talk about.
1: Do it. Can I, can, yeah, can no, I say, cause no, this is very quick. When you, Karen, when you described the plot, you described her as an extraterrestrial, which kind of makes sense from a movie watcher point of view, because we just she's a, some sort of creature. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing, I mean, they never show any alien that's, stuff.
2: That's true. Though I got the sense just from the intro. Yeah, the intro. They're creating something,
1: but you know, it she could have be been a,
2: in a laboratory on Earth. I'm not sure, but then there's yeah. also that meat slurry going onto a conveyor belt. Yeah. thing. I just don't know what to make of that, so in my mind, I fit that into like rem- I don't know. To me, that whole opening
0: uh, sequence with the I don't know if that was opening credits or whatever, where they're creating the eye. Yeah. Some of that didn't look like creating an eye. No. Some of it looked
1: like... Maybe a planet. Yeah. An yeah, Some, a, some a kind eclipse. of
0: transportation or something. I think that...
1: And she looks probably, at the ant really carefully, and it, she's like interested in it, because she looks like an ant when you kind of see her at the end, too. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, oh,
0: well, in the book, they are... I think they are Are quite they clearly aliens?
3: Quite oh, okay.
0: And uh, she is, you know, resorted to be to look like a human.
1: The only reason I want to bring that up is I think that's one of the Im- ambiguities of this movie that also are interesting. Is you just really know nothing about well, both what's going have on.
0: An yeah, I guess yeah. so. So we have: is she an alien? We don't know. They never say. Is she really a cat, cur- cat cursed cat? Yeah, person? yeah.
1: There's something going on, but you just don't get the details of I it. Mean, it's part of what makes the movie scary because you don't know. The scary parts are. You really don't know what's going to happen. But that
0: was what the studios didn't like. (laughs) Sure. Cat people and that whole series of Val Luton movies is that he didn't, he wasn't explicit about a lot of things. And they wanted, they just thought, well, there should be a big monster. And that was John Carpenter's complaint. Yeah. (laughs) Why he thinks Val Luton, who is right now considered a great Mm -hmm. filmmaker... John Carpenter says, well, if you have a monster, you should show the monster.
2: I love the feeling of suspense in Cat People. And I love that feeling of suspense in Under the Skin. Just that that's yeah. scarier than seeing a creature to me is like not knowing what's going to happen next or something in the shadows or something like that. Like yeah. that, that fear of the unknown or what's lurking or, you know, I don't know. It's just it's just more effective as a scare tactic than like. You know, seeing seeing a Frankenstein monster up front walking.
1: I mean, I love John Carpenter's movies, but I'm not going to agree with him on this. <laughs> yeah, and and he's, he's
0: totally, everything is right on screen.
1: Yes, he has a lot of suspense and then horrible stuff appears on screen. Um, what, but, were
0: you, what were you going to say? Yeah,
1: what was the scene you want to talk about in the oh. Skin?
0: Okay, so there's like a, I don't know how long it is. It seems long. There is, a, oh, throughout all of the movie, all she ever sees are men. Mm-hmm. She's like driving. There's a man. Oh, Karen's <laughs> oh, yeah. gone. <laughs> she sees men. Um, there's a scene where they're like a whole bunch of people going to a soccer thing, this is mm-hmm. the first time I noticed that the sound of crowds, yeah, was not normal. They did, you know, it was manipulated to where you couldn't hear a single word that the people were saying yeah. if there was a crowd. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, you know, she's talking to men out of her window. She sees men here and there. There's one extended sequence where all she sees is women. Yep.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) And uh, um, when your dad saw that, he assumed she was going to start picking up women. But that isn't what happens. No. No. And I don't think that's what that was about. I think what it was about was her starting to feel like
2: a woman. a woman. Yep. Yeah. This was after she had looked at herself in the mirror. Yes. And, and that really was right seen... after the
0: motorcycle. That's the next thing that happens after the motorcycle guy examines her. Mm-hmm. She goes down the stairs and there's a mirror, mm-hmm. and she sees it, and she starts looking at herself, and then she sees all these women. Yes. And it's an extended scene also of people just doing ordinary things. Yeah.
1: You know? They're like just having lunch and so sitting on a bench. And she
3: she sees a
0: lot of like
2: ordinary women on the street and. I think the thing that's really interesting is like she's seen herself in the mirror before. Like she has a little compact. She puts on lipstick. Um, but when she truly looks at herself in that mirror in that house after she, I don't know, lets the, you know, it, she,
0: it's she, before that, but you definitely get the sense that she's, it's right before she lets him go. So it is oh, really? right. Yeah. She, rec- she looks in the mirror. She's, you can tell she's starting to have some kind of, like uh, revelation.
2: She's, she's being like self-conscious. Right. She's looking at her face in the mirror. It doesn't look anything like the disfigured man. She's got lipstick. She's painted up. And then it cuts to this scene of her looking at this world of women. They're just like what you said. Ordinary women doing things in their life. That's just like you know. We're and just. And there are crowds of them too. Yeah.
1: I, I had an epiphany about this while you guys were talking, that maybe you guys already noticed, which is before that scene where she sees the. I think there's before she sees the women, she has a a previous scene where she goes to the beach and there's a family there Mm -hmm, and uh, the family's dog gets washed out to sea. So the wife goes to swim out to the dog and then the husband swims out to the wife and they basically all get killed. And there's a baby there who's Mm -hmm. just sitting on the beach Uh, and Scarlett Johansson kills this like surfer.
2: Who tried to save?
1: Tried to. Who was trying to save the? He saves the husband. But he
2: goes back back into into the water. water.
1: Yeah, and he's he's toast. And then you see that the baby is just left crying on the beach, and the motorcycle guy goes and like kind of cleans it up the place. And the very next scene is Scarlett Johansson looking at a crying baby in another car while she's waiting. Right, you
0: hear the baby crying first, and you. And you know, you see, for me, yeah. I thought it was the baby on the beach. Mm-hmm. You hear this cry, it's yes. the same cry, but then she looks to the right, and there's a baby in a car seat.
1: I think that's the first scene where she is seeing herself as a woman, because I she agree. sees a child mm-hmm. and it, in peril, and then the next scene she sees another child in peril and this is the first time, I think, where you really see her recognize what's going on in her life.
0: Right. Well, she saw, I think, the baby on the beach didn't have any impact, or did it?
1: Yes, yeah. she looks at it and just walks away. Right,
0: she didn't have any feelings about it, but she it it made some kind of impression. And then when she hears the other baby cry, you sense that she feels something about yes. the baby on the beach. Mm-hmm. Even though Scarlett Johansson
1: mm-hmm. is blank faced for all of this, there's no she gives no reaction, but just the way the scenes are put next to each other, you're like, oh okay, there's something hitting so her here.
0: Uh, maybe all of our admiration should go to the sound guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty because much. The sound in that movie is the most impactful aspect of that movie.
1: Oh, uh, the sounds and the visuals, I mean, in that mm-hmm. order, I think, to me. Um, but, yeah, that was, I think, the first... Hearing you guys talk about the scene where she sees all the women, I'm like, oh, she sees a child, then she sees herself as potentially a woman or maybe wants to be a woman. Or mm-hmm. at least and has then, a
2: feeling of remorse or something. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she's looking... That scene where she's looking at the crying child in the car, she's... it. The camera lingers on that scene for a little while and you're, as a viewer, you're thinking, like, what is she thinking? Is she connecting it to that baby she heard crying on the beach? Yeah. you You can tell that her character is having some thoughts about these, what to her, you know, as her purpose on Earth was just to, like, seduce men she thought, "Oh, there's men, and that there's, and then there's women, but there's actually, after the scene on the beach, there's actually babies too, and they're yeah. crying desperately for help. And what does that mean?"
3: I,
1: I thought the scene with the disfigured man where she seduces him is really interesting, partly because of how ambiguous it is, because she does ultimately seduce him. It almost plays out like the other scenes, mm-hmm. but because he kind of puts up some resistance, or he's just not as comfortable with it you can see her kind of work through this situation she's put in where she still ended up taking him back to her place.
2: But the lighting wasn't the same as with the other men. Instead of a completely pitch-black room, you can see some details of her seduction lair.
0: Oh, and its I think it's the only time she's actually making it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And she really, and even the like her conversation with him in the van she really is really has to try and learn a little bit about his life to get him there and then she can't do it like she can't kill him
2: well he's the first one that doesn't completely respond to her programmed responses of like oh yeah. you know are you alone like you know she he she puts she um takes his hand and she puts it on his face and instead of him saying like, oh, you know, like, instead of him being completely for it, he calls yeah. her cold. And it's just this, that man, the disfigured man who's not treated like a normal member of society or a regular man, um, has more probing questions of her and makes her, because of that, like, well, yeah. she responds.
0: She, maybe she recognizes something of herself in him. Yeah, and I because think definitely. She was totally deformed from mm-hmm. her. Natural state.
1: Mm-hmm. The the part that I was I liked was that you could have made that same scene very like saccharine, where he is telling her about how everyone mistreats him, and she is showing him some kindness. He never
0: says he's mistreated. No, no. he is
1: very he is very uncomfortable with her, but he's like they're both kind of like feeling each other out, and you never get the impression it's it's never treated as a scene where like he's the ultimately vulnerable one, and she's controlling him or vice versa. It's it's played very ambiguously, which makes it work.
2: You get the sense that he's practiced in being neutral. Right.
1: Yes. Like, he knows... He,
2: well, I think,
0: I mean, well, I mean, I'm putting a lot of my own thoughts into this, but I assume that he has an assumption about what's going to happen. Right. Right? It's a surprise to him, first off, that she offers him a ride, mm-hmm. and then she treats him like a normal person she mm-hmm. doesn't she doesn't in fact she converses with him they don't actually talk about his deformity right nope. no not she, at all she
2: looks at him straight in the face right she looks right at he him he puts which, himself in the light to kind of say hey this is how I look like are you sure you but want but it takes him a while to do that mm-hmm. yeah. initially he's always
0: facing away and he's he got his hood up and he he's, doesn't want to be looked at mm-hmm. yeah um, but then he gets more and more comfortable because she doesn't act like there's anything
1: Right. And she doesn't. And it's possible she doesn't even recognize that there's something right. different, Because yeah, you can't I tell
0: if she's an alien. Yeah, maybe she's she just, just doesn't matter to
2: her. Programmed to pick up whoever responds to her advances.
1: The the part, point where he tells her that she feels cold, I thought was also like maybe the first insight you get into what she's actually like. Her her f- human form is like. Except for that point, you have no. idea. She looks like Scarlett Johansson. They don't know what.
2: That's the what first time leaves. any of those any of her victims ever touch her. Yeah, none of her victims have ever touched her. I don't think until like you know she leads them into her lair, and there's it's always interesting. A distance.
0: Considering that it, I'm
2: just going down to cat people, she yeah. doesn't want to be touched either. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then this is the first time that a man actually touches her. Is this deformed? Uh, man, and and she's and he notices something off about her. So you could potentially
0: right. say that the two movies are opposite in that regard, whereas if you touch Elena from Cat mm-hmm. People, she'll turn into a panther and kill you. Mm-hmm. But in Under the Skin, her being touched humanizes her.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. The pe- mm-hmm. the two men who touch her are safe. I mean, except, well, except till for, the man, except except for her. her. Man. Yes. Um, and I, you know, you get this impression that the motorcycle guy or motorcycle guys are basically her pimp. And they immediately go and murder the one person she lets go. I mean, well, here's the other kind of thing. He reined her in.
0: So basically, in both movies, the women, someone attempts to rape the woman.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Doctor Judd mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. is out to do that, and yeah. the logger in the woods. Mm-hmm. And in both cases, the woman end up ends up dead. Yeah. Yeah. Do uh, the logger got away? Doctor Judd didn't fare so well.
1: No, he gets mauled to death. Thank, thank goodness. In fact, i we are all hoping that all the other characters got mauled to death as well. Uh, can only hope. Um,
0: so I'm gonna. Do you recommend these movies?
1: Yeah, I would recommend both movies. I recommend both wholeheartedly. I yeah. actually,
0: I would recommend both wholeheartedly, and I, I watched. I walk with a zombie and I think it was actually better than Cat People and Cat People was pretty good. I'm
1: gonna have to watch it. Does it play on the same themes or is it like totally no. okay. it's a
0: totally different story? Um it has I think the filmography, the cinematography is actually us even better. Cat
1: there's people like... look great. It yeah. really did.
0: But um in I Walk with a the Zombie, they're on a tropic island and there's a lot of slats. <laughs> so <laughs> That's there cool. are scenes that are just like everything's cut with these slats. Cool. Um that's a little off topic, but yeah, I would recommend both these movies. Yeah. Under the skin, you have to pay attention. Mm hmm. Yeah. And it, it's a little bit of an effort to watch. It's not like, this is
2: not, uh, if you
0: want to just be entertained or something, I don't think under the skin is the right movie to watch. There's a lot of
2: buildup, a lot of lead in. There's a lot of, um, just people not talking, someone just driving around and scenes of what she's seeing. It's,
1: it's And it's less scary, it's more uncomfortable or tense. Mm-hmm. I actually tense. think in Under the Skin, uh, one of the scenes that we didn't talk about is she stops and sees a man by the side of the road, and he starts to talk with her, and she starts to unroll at her window, and then like a whole gang of guys start yelling at her and trying to break into her car. Oh, yeah. And she speeds mm-hmm. off, and that's the first time where basically sexual violence is kind of from a male perspective i guess is brought in and it's so uncomfortable and yeah. so scary like
3: well
2: it's scary to the viewer but to her character it seems like she kind of just rolls up the
1: window and drives I away don't know. on things. No, scared t- she seems scared cuz she uh, like I
2: think
0: stomps
1: she, on the accelerator and she and by
0: scared it's more like she was surprised like yeah. this is not
2: I, supposed to happen yeah
0: yeah
1: mm. she's scared mm-hmm. there she's also scared when the gang of women are like, oh, you're coming to this club with us, and just kind of grab her, mm-hmm. yes, and, and she yeah. is so she uncomfortable. She tries to
0: get out of that club as fast as she can. And, and She can't. Meets that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah that that scene kind of sets the tone for where this movie's going, which is that although she is a movie monster who's killing men, like she's extremely vulnerable in the place she is in her life, and ultimately is you know attacked and killed for it. Like, that's the first hint that she's vulnerable, and it's very clear by the end that she's very vulnerable. Yeah.
0: It's mm-hmm. a, it's a very complicated movie with a lot of things to think about. And yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not... Yeah, I wouldn't... I think you need to be in the right frame of to yeah. watch it and Agreed. enjoy it.
1: The thing is, it looks and sounds great. Yes. So it is it is a thinker, but, like, you're going to see some really great stuff in it, and you're going to hear some really great stuff, too.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: You know, I'm going to choose the subject a little, and I'm going to talk about how, um, there were these, there was a scene in Cat People that was so much like this, these scenes in Under the Skin. So in Cat People, when Irena is pursuing Alice in the dark, there's some scenes where it's just pure pitch black dark and she's running through a tunnel, Alice is running through a tunnel and Mm -hmm. she feels someone pursuing her. And it's just like in the scene of Under the Skin where she's, pulled her victims into her lair, and it's pitch black. You can't see if there's a floor. You can't see if there's a ceiling. Just like in Cat People, the victim is, you know, being pursued, and it's kind of in the in the um, pursuer's clutches. And you see those, just like yeah, I maybe maybe I don't know maybe the people who made um, Under the Skin saw that scene <laughs> and just was one thing like, I,
0: I will say about the the darkness and shadows in Cat mm-hmm. People, I think. At that point in time, there's still a lot of influence from German Expressionism, which has very high contrast, lots of shadows, and we saw that in Frankenstein as well, mm-hmm. in 1931 Frankenstein, mm-hmm. where there's a lot of shadows cast on mm-hmm. the wall, mm-hmm. um, and they were, that was everywhere in cat people.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the cats, almost mm-hmm. up to basically the end, are silhouettes of panthers and no, cats.
0: I know, yeah. in, in at least the swimming pool scene, that was just the director's fist.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the cast yeah. on the shadow.
2: There's just so much light play yes. in cat people, and Deb was remarking throughout the movie of, like, oh, I love the, how the fireplace is um, creating these, like, flickering shadows. Yeah, there were, um, like,
0: the, uh, the cups and stuff on the table mm-hmm, were mm-hmm. cast across the couch from the fireplace flames. hmm
1: one, uh, this, I'm looking at my notes from Cat People, and the one thing that we didn't mention that I, I'd mark down, there's a plot point towards the end where Oliver is like, well, Arena won't sleep with me, and she's clearly crazy, so I'm gonna divorce her and marry Alice, and he's meeting with Alice and Dr. Judd to basically, yeah. let's plan out all of our, let's They're plan out so how to get rid of Arena. it's yes. like
0: a... She's got, like, her whole... She's only got three people in her life.
1: Yeah, and they all hate her. And
2: they're all against her. And if you think about it, Alice sets Irena up with Dr. Judd in the first place. Right. Maybe because she always really liked Oliver, and she thought this would be a good, you know, way to get Irena with Dr. Judd and her with Oliver.
1: The thing that I thought was so crazy is they're having this conversation, and Oliver's... Or I think it's Oliver says, like, well, we could have her committed, and Dr. Judd's like, No, 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 you can't divorce an insane person. So You know what?
0: Oliver doesn't bring that up. Dr. Judd is the total driving force behind mm-hmm. that. He tells him, You should get your you should get your marriage annulled because oh, you yeah. can't divorce a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And your <laughs> wife is a
1: crazy person. So Don't try
0: to have your wife committed because the, there's a law against Divorce a crazy person.
1: And the three of them go wait in Arena's apartment for her to come home so they can uh, divorce her as a team. <laughs> team divorce her and potentially have her committed, I guess. Not committed. That
0: is really insane. Like, what would it be like? Put yourself in Arena's position. Yeah. Everyone in your life is against you. You yeah, move to this country
1: and it? everyone you know... Just is ready to just destroy your life at every turn.
0: At, at the beginning, she says to the man who becomes her husband, you're my only friend. <laughs> yeah. And so then she makes him as a friend. Alice mm. is never her friend. <laughs> no. They mm. send her off to Dr. Judd, who is Alice's friend. Dr. Judd tries to make his moves on her. She doesn't have any allies. I don't, no. don't think she's the villain.
1: I think no. she's the
2: victim. Yeah, I think she's the victim, too.
1: I, yeah, I mean, that was the part where it's clear, that's the part where, as a, looking back on this, it's very hard for me to tell the difference between intentionally everyone hates her and we're supposed to think some of these people are protagonists and some of them are antagonists. I, because in a modern horror movie, you would, I would expect Oliver and Alice and Dr. Judd to be killed. And maybe Arena mm-hmm. too, cause she's the monster. But like, oh, these people are all terrible, so they're gonna die by the end. And in this movie, Dr. Judd dies, and Oliver and Alice survive, and I assume get married and live happily ever after. And Arena yes. is killed. Because, yes. and, and that's-
0: yeah, Dr. Judd is killed. <laughs> is it random right killed? No. Yes.
1: Yes, she's she
0: stabbed. Oh, and then with the sword. sword. Yep, with Dr. Judd's sword. Yeah. She
1: lets a panther out of a cage. And, and it attacks it, her. No. It I knocks her down. knocks her down. Yeah,
0: but it, that's not why she died. She was stabbed. Yeah,
2: she was stabbed. She had, like, that sword going through. Mm. And
0: although it was not easy to see, I'm pretty sure that she turned back into a panther.
1: Yeah. But I think maybe. But that's maybe one of
0: those light and shadows. Yeah. yeah.
1: Was, <laughs> it's a dark silhouette with a sword in it. Uh, but, yeah, I was like, I could not tell, <laughs> are we supposed to think Oliver's a good guy and survived, or I, we're supposed to have... I don't know.
2: I think
0: even in the 40s... If your husband
1: steps out on you, <laughs> yeah,
2: builds yeah. a
0: relationship with another woman—that's mm-hmm. that's not no okay. Yeah.
2: I think it's very clear that the, all three of them are the bad people in this movie when they're all sitting at a table together without Marina <laughs> plotting and against they talk her. Talk about her all the time. Yes,
1: like, I just—I think in a modern horror movie they would all be toast. Like a modern movie, right. I but don't that's think
0: because, would. Well. Here, Audiences would hate it, and they wouldn't
1: on. release think, it that way.
0: Um, oh, also, we should talk a little bit about censorship. Like, uh, um, this movie didn't get any; it was very, oh. very little censorship. Well, because, that explains a lot. For one thing, they—I think this movie was so original they didn't. The censors, there was nothing in it. Know. Right? There's no monster. So what do mm-hmm. you censor? No
1: monster. There's, there's no nudity. There's no, monster, there's no swearing. There, there's no
0: kissing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They get married. There was the only thing that they censored in this movie was apparently in some scene they had Oliver drinking uh, highballs. <laughs> and they said, well, he shouldn't drink highballs. He should drink beer, and he should be eating some sandwiches.
1: So <laughs> ah, yes, yeah, good done. American sandwiches. The
0: all-American they, they dream. There was very little drinking in that movie, either.
3: There's so a lot of smoking.
0: <laughs> there was a lot of smoking, but that was okay back then. Yeah. So, I mean, they I don't think they knew what to do with this movie.
1: I could see that. There's a mm-hmm. lady in a bathing suit. Was that okay? Yeah, it was a pretty,
0: just, that was yeah, a pretty, pretty
1: discreet that pretty tame, things. yeah. But that's about but it, as close as it got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I was thinking something, though, before I got off on that tangent about the censorship. You were said something. What was it?
1: I mean, the three say of them pig-piling her? I don't know. <laughs> I will say, Under the Skin would not have made it in the olden days. There's a lot of nudity. Yeah. I'd mm-hmm. also say that between the two of these movies... uh, under the Skin features a lot of male and female nudity and sexual themes. Yeah, and it is the least sexy movie right, in the there's, world. There's
0: a lot of nudity. In fact, the men have erections.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. which yeah. you never see.
0: It's not sexy at all. No. Well, no, no, it's, not it's sexy never either. sexy. No.
1: It's, un- it's unpleasant all what? the way yeah. through. One
0: of the things I had read about Under the Skin was, uh, it was, some I don't remember what specifically I was reading. And I'll have to look it up because I'll need to credit it. But basically they were saying, okay, so Scarlett Johansson, this is her first movie in which she is nude. Mm -hmm. But nobody made any deal about it because it was not sexy. Yeah, it wasn't
2: sensual. (sighs) Not at all. The erections, like the nude bodies that you see, like it's just bodies. It's like these their erections are tied to their demise. Yeah, it's kind of part of a machine or something. Yeah. It's just it's just parts.
1: The the only romantic scene is when she tries to sleep with that guy she meets, and that's not comfortable. Like, no. they mm-hmm. attempt to have sex, and then she jumps up out of the bed and starts checking out her body to see what's wrong with it. Like, this is intentionally not sexy across the board. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, one scene I noticed in both these movies, there is a scene where something scary, I mean, scary tack is happening, and then it cuts to trees waving in the breeze. There was one of those in both these movies, because I'd written it down.
0: Was Uh, Under the Skin the movie where... I'm sorry, I see this scene in my mind, but I can't picture what movie it's from. It definitely wasn't Cat People. There's all these trees, and they're swaying like this, and then some of them are white?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think so. So there's a scene in Under the Skin, and I think it's when the motorcycle guy is basically going out to look for her, and she's up with that guy, where it's just a scene of the trees waving in the breeze. And then in Cat People, mm-hmm. there is another scene just exactly like oh, that. Yeah. And there's
0: also a scene where you see trees doing moving because yeah.
2: maybe a panther was jumping yep. in. Yeah, right before Alice boards the bus, you see that she's looking at these trees that are shaking, moving.
3: Yeah.
0: But, so, for for film history purposes, I should mention that there is a thing that happens in this movie that happens Cat in people? a lot of horror movies. Or, Cat People. Okay. Uh, and it was, I guess, the first time. So there's the scene where she's walking on the to the transverse whatever that is tra- it's yeah, transverse the or something and mm-hmm. something's chasing her um, and it's a silent scene and you there's tension is building mm-hmm. and then there's this sound and then the bus appears yeah and that is a thing that happens in horror movies a lot now i think maybe to better effect i think it wasn't quite as startling in this movie probably because we are really accustomed to that happening in movies where you're waiting bills, for tension, something tension, to happen. Tension, and then just something ordinary pops out. Yeah. And you go, like, ah! just, and you go, think, oh my god, that, that scene, sound effect Totally is... happened to the Black Swan. Like that scene where yep. the nurse yeah. comes up behind her. Um And that the name of that is the Luton Bus.
3: Oh. So ah. when that happens in a movie, bus. it's
0: called
2: a Luton Bus. How do you... Is it, is it two words?
0: Like Val yes. Luton's Val Bus.
2: Luton. Right. Oh, <laughs> the Luton Bus! Yes. Because... It, oh my god, that's such a <laughs> cool thing! It's cool too because it's like this vehicle, just like the bus is this vehicle that's right. supposed yeah. to like transition you into like no, this is a completely normal scene. Yes,
1: it's the that's freaking it's cool. it's the cat jumping out when the people when they're investigating the serial killer's house, right? Right, and mm-hmm. then just a
2: cat. Is just a kid or mm-hmm. whatever?
0: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
2: That's cool. I didn't know that.
1: There's also the scene. I mean, that same scene where she is walking and she hears footsteps behind her and she keeps stopping and then the footsteps stop. And that scene's been in a thousand horror movies. Yeah. It's in every movie.
0: But the movies that we're watching right now are the first horror movies.
1: Right. right? hmm Right.
2: I think it's cool that um, in Cat People, Irena's victim was woman. And in well, I guess that that was her victim. In in Cat People her victim was Irena. Did she have any other clearly defined victims? I mean Doctor Judd dies. After he attacks her.
3: Right. Yeah. No, yes. I mean, it's his fault. Yeah.
2: In Under the Skin, her victim her victims are all men. And yeah. it's it's in I don't know what it says about like what a woman's victim or enemy in the forties would be versus a woman's victim or enemy
1: yeah, you I know, mean, in I can see that. the
2: 2016, 2010 In, 2010s, in Cat
1: People, although she has a lot of antagonists, she is most concerned about someone stealing her husband. And in Under the Skin, there are no husbands or wives. Mm-hmm. Her enemy is that she's going to be raped by some guy. I mean, mm-hmm. she is alone by herself, and that's not safe for her. Her
0: enemy is whoever put her in that situation. It's not yeah. the longer, although he is bad. Yeah. Yes. But her enemy, or the... Her, she is victimized by the system.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: that's that's pretty much it.
2: Yeah, whoever put her in this world for that purpose and is trying to keep her in that role. Right,
0: and as soon as she's not suited for the role, I think she's probably not going to
2: continue
3: to exist.
1: Mm-hmm. So one movie that I wanted to pull parallel to Under the Skin, Karen and I watched the 1980s-ish version of, maybe 70s, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And to me, that, although they're not very similar in a lot, like, there's very little in common. The context of what the body snatchers are doing reminds me of Under the Skin. Because I could could see a world where Under the Skin, those those creatures are body snatchers. Where they are taking these people, these bodies, they are taking them over and making aliens out of them. And they are doing something with the old bodies to feed this process.
0: When your uh, dad watched Under the Skin, he thought it would make a very good double feature with The Man Who Fell to Earth. And I would have Oh, yeah. That. What's that movie? It's a science fiction movie with David Bowie. Starring David Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The, the, everything about it, really. I mean, the music, the, the, the well, feeling of it.
1: Your description of the <laughs> book under the skin is based on, sounds a lot like The Man Who Fell to Earth, because in that he is builds a corporation to send resources back to his home planet. And that also is probably satirical, you know? Like, if you told me that The Man Who Fell to Earth and Under the Skin are based on the same book, based on your description of the book, I would be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, because he is, like, trying to steal resources. But he's not seducing people, except in a corporate sense.
0: Although it's been, it's been a long time since I've seen The Man Who Fell to Earth. My feeling about the movie is there is kind of dark. Right? Okay, Like, dark and subdued. and yeah. His life is not Les
1: no, it's not. not. Great. And he basically suffers through the whole yeah, thing. Yeah,
0: and he suffers great, greatly. So it probably would make a good sci fi devil feature.
1: But I thought, having just seen Invasion of the Body Snatchers, that was the. Like, there's nothing in Under the Skin to explain what the aliens are doing or what those creatures are doing, but that was an explanation in my mind of how it filled in that background. Of, like, they're here to take over, and the way they're doing that is.
2: Assuming human
1: form. Yes, and somehow taking resources out of these people to I make the new people. That was just in my head how I kind of filled in the gaps here.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Because the body-snatched people acted like they were emotionless, but were basically seducing people to be taken over.
0: Um, one thing that I had thought after, um, and I think, what was I going to say? Something about the black swan. I think the black swan would have been a perfect double feature with cat people, actually. Yep.
3: I would say so, too. I think Under the
0: Skin worked. Yes. uh, A little, in a a much more complicated way. (laughs) Yeah. But if you think about the themes of uh, cat people and the black swan, they're both these two women who fear their sexuality, Mm -hmm, basically, Mm -hmm. and, and there's an animal aspect to it.
1: They don't want to unleash that. Right. And and to be fair, in both movies, they're basically punished for it. Like, yes. just to true. death. They're punished to death That's for true. unleashing their sexuality.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are...
1: This is a looking forward question. Are there any movies in this genre in any year with a female director or female writer? I don't know. I was going to say, all we've dealt... We've talked about... Female sexuality and kind of feminist themes at length, and I realized like this I, is a crossover. these are all made by men.
2: I wonder if, um, what was that movie with the women? who, Um, you watched it with Maggie, um, where the women go into the cave. We watched oh, it the descent, descent. The, the descent, the descent. Yeah, I wonder if that's made by a woman. I'll have to look
0: in, look at it. I'll look at the list. I now. don't. American Mark, Psycho like is a female
1: director. I know that.
2: Oh, is
0: it?
1: Because
2: but
0: that was one of the mind, things that made that movie are very special.
1: Few movies directed, yes, by women.
0: yes. Very few women. Very few movies starring women. I mean, that is a gap that we. No, made.
1: I yes, but I think that's very interesting. Is that the movies we've watched? We've watched six movies now. Almost every single one involves women being victimized, and themes of female sexuality and female empowerment in, in a sense and no women involved in the production no, so
0: far no i don't think we have women uh directors of any of the movies we've watched so far. yeah no, I don't think it so. is
2: hard to find that
1: yeah american Psycho is the only one because that is one of the things that makes that movie special is that it has that the director was a woman and that made people's reactions to that movie very com- movie very complicated. Right,
0: but we are not trying to. <laughs> no, I mean we're we're focusing on the horror genre. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to stick to like classic.
1: Right, stealth. I just thought that was really interesting. Is that we keep running into this theme, and I think I'm it, just curious if that's even a like if that ever happens.
2: I think it's a theme in the horror genre yeah. because yeah. it's. Because well, of that And victimized... we talked about that in the first episode, because mm-hmm. a lot of times the main
0: character in a horror movie is a woman, mm-hmm. and I think what I had said in the first episode is because you want the victim to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. yeah. and we, so the easiest way to get to that is to make her a woman. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. And that's an issue. I, I
3: think that's an
0: issue. We, we also talked about the fact that there are some strong female characters out there, There's mm-hmm. Ridley...
1: Yeah, that's the, that's the one that immediately comes to mind. Um, and Jamie Lee Curtis, although she's not super strong, I think she's But she's a she yeah. yeah. she's a... She's s-
2: kick-ass in Halloween. That's a movie, right? Halloween? Yeah. Halloween. yeah. She's kick-ass in that movie. She's yeah. smart in that movie.
0: But yeah, she's, she's
1: definitely and victimized. It, that's
2: she's true. not only...
1: I don't mean her smart. character is weak, she is but like, she's victimized.
0: She's literally smart. She's like the bookworm in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. We did what
1: mm-hmm. we watched it recently, so. Okay. Because yeah, Ridley is victimized, but she's also like... A driving force in this company, she were like her. Her Ripley. yes, her. Oh, sorry, Ripley. <laughs> her place this in thing. this is, I think, she starts from a stronger she's place. She's
0: victimized by the oh, corporation, yes, but she is totally badass. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: she's in control of her situation at least for a moment.
0: One of the <laughs> other things I wanted to mention is that one of the rules of this podcast is that the movies we're watching are American, because mm-hmm. we want to make sure we stay in our own culture, not to introduce. Yeah, some that, more stuff. Yeah, more stuff to talk about. However, all of the movies we've watched so far, let's see, well, not maybe not all of them. I won't go back to the first episode, but we watched two Frankensteins. Mm-hmm. Frankenstein 1931, directed by James Whale, who is English. <laughs> American cinematographer, American composer. Colin Clive, English actor. Boris Karloff, English. Then we go on huh. to the 2016 Frankenstein uh 2015 Frankenstein I mean, we watched. Uh Bernard Rose was the director, of English. Cinematographer Candace Higgins, I'm gonna assume English, I couldn't find the information. Okay. Uh Hallie Cothery, I think it did the music, English. Xavier Samuel, who played the monster, is Australian. Uh Carrie Ann Moss is from Canada. Uh, The one actor that was American in that movie was Victor Frankenstein, played by Danny Houston. Cat people, French director, Italian cinematographer, American composer, (laughs) Simone Simone, who played the main character, is French.
1: It's a melting pot, like America.
0: Tom Conway, who played Dr. Judd, is English. And then we have Under the Skin, all English. Scarlett (laughs) Scarlett Johansson,
1: yeah.
0: All Scottish. (laughs) I guess, uh, you know, I don't know.
1: I, still, I think that's very interesting.
2: It's
0: all American money.
2: Yeah, American <laughs> yeah. money.
1: There's influence. Like
2: you say, Like America is this melting pot, and there's a lot of influences. Yeah, and
0: in the early days of Hollywood, there were a lot of German immigrants, uh, Russian immigrants mm-hmm. that were here that were making movies in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that played <laughs> a big part into the... I'm not going to delve into this, but it plays a big part into the McCarthy era mm. uh, stuff that happened.
2: Yeah. Well, I was reading about, like, for example, Nosferatu. The di- I think the director of Nosferatu, they like they fled from um, Berlin, I think, or Germany or something, from the Nazis. A lot of filmmakers came from there to flee the Nazis and. Make movies here instead, yeah. But,
0: probably not most because that was pre World
2: War II. Or, well, what was it? Um, oh, the um, Metropolis, Metropolis. I was oh, reading yeah. about Metropolis,
1: Fritz Fritz Lane, yes, right? yes,
2: yes, Fritz Lang mm-hmm. definitely came here and did some stuff, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's these American movies, man. <laughs> yeah, there's more to them for
3: I sure. I mean, I
0: always, I mean. Lately, I've been looking, you know, why are none of the actors American? But I guess they never have been.
1: Yeah, like, I guess so. You
0: know, you've got, um, Liam Neeson and uh, Thor, whose name I can't remember right
3: now.
1: Uh, Hemsworth. One of
3: the Hemsworths, Hemsworth. right. The two Hemsworths. Chris, probably?
0: Or, is yeah, Chris, Chris Hemsworth, Chris I think, is Thor, and Liam
1: Hemsworth is the not Thor. So He's the, the, the fact that there are all these yeah.
0: Australian and English and New Zealand and what have you actors. Mm-hmm. It's just how it's always been, I
1: guess. If you want a lot of white, good white actors, you have to go far afield. <laughs> uh, well, here's the other thing I realized. I'd mentioned that, this was the, that Cat People was the first movie with a person of color actor that we've who had seen. some line. The other person of color, and I'm doing big air quotes, Mr. Hyde, who's I'm sure not a person of color, but is a swarthy dark-skinned fellow as the in the plot of the movie. Right,
2: but he...
1: This is the first yeah. time... The reason I bring that up is Cat People is the first time a person of color shows up, not as a monster. Neutrally slash positively <laughs> depicted. Yes. I just wanted to point out, like, well, there are some characters. There's an opium den and whatnot, but, like, this yeah, but is the first not time... a
2: positive depiction.
0: Right. But this uh, not even neutral a neutral defi- depiction, right? It was yeah. just a person... That you would be accustomed to see in your life. They
1: were friendly towards her. Yeah. She didn't commit any crimes or kill anyone. So, (laughs) hooray! (laughs) You did it.
0: All right. So, we're going along at this point.
1: There's a lot to talk about in this movie, but I'm...
0: Yes, I would say so.
1: I want Uh, to point out one thing. Uh, Karen is dressed as a cat person. I am dressed as a
2: cat person. Follow me on Instagram, (laughs) Karen O'Cappy, to see my costume.
0: I kind of dropped the ball. I should have gotten... Schwarzacatsa wine. I am drinking wine, but it is not Schwarzacats.
1: What's for? Oh, is that something? Cat? It's a cat? German
0: wine The they in the shape of a bottle is the shape of a cat. Ah, that's so
2: cool. Yes, <laughs> dropped the ball completely. She dropped the ball so much I, that she made this delicious well, cocktail, which is my favorite cocktail of the whole series so far.
1: And your family is a our cat people.
2: Yes, my my maiden name is Cats.
1: <laughs> so just pointing out, there's a lot of cat. Work and I did going like on. Two
0: beers based on two cat oh, beers. I'm gonna have
1: a cat beer later. So this cocktail you made, the cat people, the cat person? We're
0: just gonna call it the cat people. It was great. And it had a little cat on it.
1: What was in this cocktail? It was very red and it had a little cat grape.
0: And it had a little cat person on it. <laughs> yeah. The cat person was made of a grape, a Bordeaux cherry,
2: and a couple of cinnamon candies. Ooh. Shaped <laughs> so artistically.
1: Oh, it's so good
2: on a skewer, <laughs> on a bamboo skewer. The cinnamon
0: actually worked. I it's, was surprised.
1: Yeah,
0: it was uh, delighted. And the drink was sweet vermouth, homemade grenadine from the Twelve Bottle Bar. The book, the Twelve Bottle Bar. Oh, I Has love a that book. Karen
1: got me that grenadine. book. And, then, and then we uh, got Jacob, you.
0: Jacob got me that book. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a grenadine made from pomegranate juice and sugar. So it had the homemade grenadine. It had sweet vermouth. The bird is yeah. Insane. Hey, buddy. Uh, cherry juice, sour cherry juice. Mm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> sailor cherry rum, which is, uh, has a cherry aspect to it. Yeah,
3: like cherry vanilla. Uh,
0: a little bit of lime juice and some bitters. Mm-hmm. Um, flavored bitters. Uh, you said the cardamom bitters. Cardamom bitters, yeah.
1: Uh, I recommend the Twelve Bottle Bar book. I do too. It's super yes. great, and their website is not great, so don't even don't bother. Buy the book if you want to have a really good book on how to make really interesting, delicious cocktails. Yeah, I
0: think if you one of the things yeah. I really like about that book is after you make a bunch of cocktails, then you kind of get a feel for what goes into a cocktail. Yeah,
1: know? they and they really explain a lot about it. They are tend to be very complicated cocktails because they basically say up front like. Here's how to make a martini. Here's how to make a basic cocktail. Now you're good. Now let me explain to you how to make some really delicious stuff. Mm -hmm. And here's the history behind it.
0: And there's recipes for syrups and, like I said, the grenadine. Twelve bottle bars. Excellent.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've had anything bad out of there either. It's all Mm -hmm. been delicious.
0: So now that we have spoken about this cocktail, which I guess has a great... Oh, you said you like the Monster.
1: I think I like the Monster better. This was maybe a little on the sweet side for me, although it was really good. Um, I tend to go more sour than sweet.
2: Yeah, and I love sweet and bitter, so yeah. this was this was my favorite drink. Plus, ah, uh, the cherry and the grape frozen. Great <laughs> yeah, that texture, was really good. Crunchy, just so delightful to eat. It's super cute uh, and yeah, so cute. cute.
1: Yeah, there will be photos somewhere. Okay. There's been photos taken. Yep.
0: Uh, so the next thing we need to talk about is what we're gonna watch. For the next one. Okay. <laughs> so if we watch the bad seed, then what we're gonna watch the modern movie we would watch is
1: Insidious, which is about
0: uh, a little boy who I've becomes seen that movie. I <laughs> go for this
1: one. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I yeah, I think the bad seed Insidious. would be more fun. I
0: actually think the bad seed might tell
2: us a little bit more about the fifties than
1: what they consider bad seed wise? Yes. More
2: informative and historical and more dark and interesting. Yes, I'm, I'm for yeah. that one. Alright, so I'm that's what you to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. You'll need to
0: watch Insidious before the next
2: episode, and then we'll watch the bad season. Yeah. Okay, no I've problem. I've seen Insidious. Itku.
1: I have not seen yeah. Insidious. I have seen Sinister, which I think is made by the same people. Yeah. And sucks.
2: Yeah. Insidious <laughs> is... And sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, some fu- it, it's like funny in a different way. I don't know. I have a All weird right. sense of I, humor, I, though.
0: I suspect that the Bad Seed from the 50s is going to be the more interesting of the two. Yeah,
1: I suspect. I
2: think so. Too. Insidious is, is, uh, has like a lot of scary movie elements, but it's not Is there so a
1: something-or-other bus? Lumen bus? A Lutonbus. Lutonbus? Luton bus. Luton bus?
2: There's a lot of Luton bus
3: in that. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I, can yeah, I think so.
0: I was watching... Um, I watched the, the first episode of a series, a three-part series, which... Is uh, I think it's a BBC series. We're hearing a lot of pet sounds right now, but,
2: <laughs> yeah, by um, the Beach Boys. I love the that BBC album
0: series with the sh- uh Mycroft from the Sherlock Sherlock. Uh, it was the host, <laughs> yeah. And the first oh lord, that bird. <laughs> the first episode had a little bit of Val Luton in it. Now I don't know where I'm going with this.
1: I have no and idea where you are talking about. totally to. distracted. Me, oh so no, let's give up. Um, Can I plug know. another podcast? I'm yes. On? Uh, I'm on a podcast called Third Act Saviors, of which I am the host. We each give our pitches on... The three co-hosts give a pitch on how to rewrite the third act to make the movie better. My sister did do the cover art. Um, and I expect I'll probably have both of you on as guests at some point Heck in yeah. the near future.
2: Okay. Well, um, I've, I'm part of this six-month-long volunteer commitment with the Social Justice Fund. And um, what we do is we raise money that will be awarded as grants to organizations led by the people more, most directly impacted by injustices in our society. Um, so my giving project, that's what the six-month-long commitment is, my giving project is supposed to raise money um, for um, organizations that focus on the intersection between race and gender and um, groups that are most directly impacted by the injustices at that intersection. It's kind of a complicated thing, but this is what I'm into just I don't know, <laughs> as, a, as a lawyer, as a person in this world who has been impacted by um, racial discrimination, gender discrimination, sex discrimination. Well,
0: we've not really talked about what we do as a profession. I,
1: oh, yeah, that was, was going to be my other plug. Two actually, in the room. that's true. Jacob <laughs> is a lawyer. I am a lawyer. We work at a firm called the Helios Law. Uh, we are in Seattle, Washington, in the Ballard neighborhood. Um, we are six attorneys strong. We do full service, so if there's any legal issue, we'll probably be able to find some way to help you. Karen heads up our criminal defense practice. And I tend to focus on consumer protection and landlord-tenant law. Uh, But if you go to www.helioslaw.net, that's H-E-L-I-O-S-L-A-W, you'll find our contact information. If you're in Seattle and you need any sort of legal help, give us a call. We'll be happy to give you a free consultation and just give you what help we can.
2: Heck yeah, we would.
1: So that's a plug. We, we have our own business. Yeah. So.
2: And you should check out the Social Justice Fund uh, website because you will see all of the community organizations that have benefited from these grants.
1: If it's something you're interested in, send some money to the Social Justice Fund. Please. They will find, you know, this is a uh, group where you can donate money where there are people like Karen who are picking the best places for this money to go. Yeah. So you can feel confident that this is a place to donate.
2: We've got takeout attending, waiting for us. <laughs> Probably. Yes. To attend to.
1: I hope so. Okay. Yeah. If Dad did his job. Do
2: you have anything else to say before I stop the
0: recording?
1: It was great recording with you guys. Goodbye! Carrie rules!
0: Goodbye!
1: <laughs> and that's... Food.